to a French Collection podcast, a go-to podcast for everything on France, hosted by me, Annette Charlton. With guests, candid insights into living in France, travel discussions and more, our show will transport you to the land of cheese and croissants. So now let's dive into our next episode. So let's have a look at maintaining a house in France from afar. Maybe you're dreaming of owning your own slice of rural heaven in France. If so, how, you, how have you wondered, how do you think you would maintain a French house from a distance? Is the reality actually as good as the dream that you might have? I say the reality is even better than the dream and buying our holiday home in France has been one of the most satisfying and rewarding things that we've ever done. Now, don't be deceived, though, into thinking that that means that it's always been easy. It has had its challenges, but it's been wonderful, and I simply can't imagine my life, uh, my life's a book, without its French chapter. Because managing a French household from afar can be tricky, I've put together some tips that I think will help you, no matter where your hometown is. So I'll go into segments and our first segment is how to manage your holiday home in France when you live overseas. Like I said, the reality for us is even better than the dream and buying our holiday home in France has been one of the most satisfying and rewarding things that we've ever done. Being from Australia, our holiday, our home bank would not recognise property in France. So we have a French bank account with credit cards, check facilities. Yes, France still uses checks and internet banking set up. This enables us to manage our affairs remotely and remote control is mandatory. You'll need to be on top of all utility bills. Otherwise, you may find yourself with no water or power when you arrive. And that has happened to us in the early days. We now organise for as many bills as possible to be paid by direct debit. And for the few that can't, we use our hometown mailing address, which is uh, in New South Wales, Australia, rather than the address of the French property. Now, that took a little bit of organisation for them to accept that, but that's all under control now. So taking up the time to set your debits up is important and to change mailing addresses, it's well worth the effort. For the bills that make their way to Australia, I'm ready to dispatch them pretty quickly because they uh, I've already got prepaid international envelopes and I've also got copies of my bank details to attach to the TIP, to the tip slip which is a utility payment slip issued by a French utility companies. By the time we receive mail in Australia, it's very close to the payment due date because it's taken sometimes weeks to get here. So a quick turnaround in paying these bills is essential to make sure we eliminate any penalty fees for late payment. Installing a lockbox at the back of a house with a full set of keys is an option but we find leaving a full set with our friends works well. I think leaving full access to a friend or trusted neighbour is essential as you never know what emergency repairs may need to be done, like when we had to have a new chimney flue installed whilst we were back in Australia after our chimney caught fire. So, I mean, that is a story maybe for another day. 
but uh, we had the workmen come and repair the chimney while we were back in Australia. And with the keys, with our friends, they were able to facilitate that happening. Making friends with your neighbour is just a part of the fun of living in France and it's an all-round nice thing to do. But it will also ensure you have a set of eyes constantly watching over your house uh, and they can just monitor the overall situation of what's happening, particularly if there's weather disasters. And some of our best dinners have actually been had watching the sunset with our neighbours over a glass of wine. So there's a very big plus to making local friends. Looking after the basics. So most of us love a clean house, but when you may not be returning to your home for a couple of months, it really is important to have a clean house. Fridges, toilets and showers, believe me, they don't go well uncleaned and unused for a couple of months. We also turn off the water and we drain the pipes to prevent water leaks and frozen water pipes, which then burst. Turning off the power is another precaution we take just in case. We've employed a local housekeeper to clean the house on our departure every trip for the first five years when the children were younger. But now we find if everyone mucks in, including the children as they were a bit older and helps, we can do without the service. My suggestion is to contact your local real estate agent as they usually have a list of small businesses that specialise in cleaning and gardening, also key storage and even grocery shopping in readiness for your arrival. So you can have your groceries picked up, delivered, you can have the heaters on, the power, the water, you can have everything ready just so when you arrive, everything is good to go. We find now that everyone's a bit older, we can manage that as we turn up ourselves and we clean the house as we leave. For the first few years, we also had our garden maintained as we found, I don't know if you've listened to some previous podcasts, but it takes us about 30 hours of travel to get from one home to the other. And with the three young children to entertain when we got to the house, we were not up for the extra garden work. We now love spending time each trip in the garden. There's always a lot of trimming, weeding and mowing to be done. We've decided against potted plants at this point as they easily die in dry weather. Uh, and we've heavily mulched the garden to try and reduce the weed growth as well. I recommend that you think about the length of your stay and the work involved remembering that even disposing of green waste at the local recycling centre in France can be time-consuming and weigh that up with perhaps even the need to have a trailer or to drive to your recycling centre backwards and forwards. Maybe weigh that up against the cost of, of getting regular help to do that and have that under control for you. Having a landline installed at the house and connecting the internet has been a fairly recent thing for us the last few years. We got rather tired of working off dongles and expensive individual SIM plans and, and searching for re free Wi-Fi um, whenever we were trying to do something in particular. So we committed to an ongoing monthly plan, which to be honest, it's quite expensive considering that uh, for a long time we won't even be using it. However, when we arrive, it's good to go, my husband can work, children can do uh, schoolwork, everyone can be connected immediately. So for us, that cost has been absolutely well worth it. 
The children have now handed in school assignments from France. I've managed to keep blogging and Paul's been able to conduct business while he's based in our little farming village. I suggest at least looking into all telecommunication options at your local Orange store because it really may pay to stay connected. Depending on what time you intend to arrive at your second home or your holiday place, finding stores open to purchase food may be difficult. Even arriving in France or needing to go through a small village during their long lunch hour may prove that you will find it difficult to stock up in your kitchen. So our answer to this has been to keep your pantry or cupboard stocked with a few cans, some jars, a bit of pasta, uh, very small long-life milk, some Nespresso pods and a few dried fruit packets so that you can whip up a couple of meals until you're able to next head to the shops. So armed with these tips and knowing that you can successfully maintain a home from afar, buying a holiday house in France might just be that one step closer for you now. And now a word from our sponsor, a French Collection Tours. Thinking of visiting France? A French Collection Tours offer inspirational, luxurious, escorted all-woman tours to Paris, Normandy, Brittany and Provence. Imagine seven days with a small group of like-minded women exploring the wonders of France. These fun and exclusive tours focus on culture and art, great food and drink, authentic locations and market trips and boutique shopping. Our French collection tours are perfect to relax and unwind, re-energise and invigorate with everything taken care of for you. Your host Annette Charlton has lived part-time in France with her family for over 11 years and knows how to ensure your tour is perfect. Whether it's bucket list items or secret places Annette knows about, you will truly love the Parisian vibe. And if you want to experience Brittany like a local, then walking, quaint towns, beach walks will delight you. Or if the warmth of the south of France appeals to you, then you'll be spoilt amongst the charming villages and ancient sites on a French collection tour. So if you're thinking of travelling to France, take a look at a French collection tours and create your lasting memories while having the time of your life. Find out more at www.afrenchcollection.com just before the word from our sponsor, we were talking about how we maintain our holiday home from Australia and how you might also benefit from the tips on on how we do that. In relation to our fresh food, we have a very small fridge. And so this sort of leads me into a, a bit of a funny story. I call it my Santa's magic sack story. It's a bit of a Christmas story, and it's from our Life in France series, which is uh, over on the blog if you wanted to read the full blog post on it. So now to our Santa's magic sack story. Now, if you should be driving past our home on a winter's night and see a sack hanging off the roof near the chimney, you might get all excited, take photos and post on social media that you think you've seen Santa's real-life sack appearing to burst with presents. Let me fill you in on our little secret first. This is actually not Santa's sack. With only that modest sized fridge that I mentioned, and with numerous bottles of Tadinger champagne to keep chilled during our winter visits and our Christmas festivities, 
we've come up with rather ingenious way to enlarge our fridge capacity. We hang a sturdy sack out the window and we fill it with the overflow of our favourite bubbly. With the usual winter evening uh, temps hovering between about 3 degrees and 7 degrees, the roof makes an excellent second fridge. When the gentle winter sun eventually comes up on that side of the house and threatens to raise the temperature on our champagne, we move the bottles to just outside the back of the house in the shade of the nearby tree. Now I do have a word of caution however. Should you also wish to use this ingenious method of mine of keeping extra drinks chilled during winter, here's my word of caution. Do make sure that heavy snow is not predicted overnight or you will find, as we have, that either you'll be digging your sack out of the snow or that a cork might pop or a bottle break. This will result in showering your roof glass fragments and the sweet fragrance of champagne which while I must say it's a lovely fragrance to inhale if you open your attic window which is our bedroom window it is a tad over the top and expensive so an ingenious idea we think but just watch that temperature forecast and I'll let you decide whether a sack full of Tattinger champagne is as good as Santa's magic sack So thanks for joining me on some misadventures, mishaps of living in France and my suggestions on how to maintain a house from a distance. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast and our time together. Thanks for listening. I've really enjoyed your company and I look forward to sharing more on France and all things French with you next week. Until then, you can head over to the blog at www.fr.com afrenchcollection.com for the full blog post and so it's a um, mercy from me and a bientôt